how have you been spending your time at home during this lockdown? I don't know about you, but I've been roped into an unhealthy habit of spending a few hours a day staring at my phone on social media. And for the most part, Facebook has been a toxic hell broth of political arguments, misinformation about this pandemic, and dystopian memes. But right when this lockdown started, I noticed something really special going on. Joe Marple is a familiar face to Asheville eaters. He's cooked all over town, but most know him from the Southern, Early Girl, and The Vault. And most recently, at the long-standing dive bar, the Charlotte Street Pub. He's always been a mainstay in pop-ups and supper clubs like The Blind Pig, and he had a bunch of pop-ups coming up. He was supposed to do one with the folks at Sawhorse, and another one with Beer Haven, The Whale. All of those have been, of course, called off, and his bar closed thanks to this pandemic. With nearly all sports canceled and an abundance of time on his hands, Joe came up with something brilliant, the March Sadness Bracket, a tournament of sandwiches. He drew up a bracket of 32 classic sandwiches and pitted them against each other, the meatball hoagie versus the grilled cheese, the Cuban against the gyro, the sloppy Joe taking on the mighty steak torta. Every day, Joe would post the matchup on Facebook, and his friends would duke it out and cast their votes for their favorites until Joe called the buzzer and tallied the votes. It went viral. Just among his friends, he was seeing upwards of 200 to 300 votes in each matchup. It was a brilliant bit of fun at a time when a lot of us are on edge. I'm Jonathan Ammons. You're listening to Home Fried from Dirty Spoon Media, stories to keep you informed and entertained during the COVID-19 lockdown. Here's my conversation with Joe Marble about the March sadness bracket. Hello. What's up, Mr. Joe? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Oh, can't complain. Can't complain. I mean, there's nothing to do these days but just talk to people. So, yeah, it yeah. ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all right. You know. Yeah. Started doing some yard work and stuff this week. Uh, like, glad the weather changed a little bit, even though we can't really go anywhere. Yeah. That's a bummer. <laughs> I mean, just being able to walk around outside's been nice. So. Yeah. 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 Well, let's uh, let's talk the bracket, dude. All right, man. Let's do it. Yeah. How did you come up? Okay, so what inspired the March Sadness? Walk me through the story of how this came well, to be. Well, I came. I first came up with the term March Sadness without even attaching the bracket to it. Um, I was at work, you know, it was probably sometime within the last week that we were still working when they started shutting everything down, you know, a little bit of a time at a time, you know, as far as the sports world goes, there was the first thing to close, I believe was the NBA or or cancel their season. And that was on a Wednesday night, I believe. So I'm at work at the pub on Thursday and they start canceling the college basketball tournaments. And, and then there goes the NHL, the rest of the NHL season, major league baseball is postponed and all these things. I'm like, wow. You know, no NCAA tournament, no Stanley Cup playoffs, no opening day for Major League Baseball. It's like no March Madness, just March Sadness. <laughs> so that, that, that just kind of came off the top of my head. And, and then, you know, it was a couple of, you know, two or three days into the into the layoff from work. We hadn't quite went full quarantine yet. And 
I'm sitting around in the evening and basically the bracket was just conceived out of boredom. You know, <laughs> I'm sitting there, my, my fiance and I, who was, who was cool as hell throughout the whole thing too. I think towards the end of it, she was just like, okay, we kind of have some other things to deal with around the house. I'm like, all right, it's the final four. There's only three games left. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it started getting really serious. It went from me just like piddling around, drawing up a bracket on, on a piece of paper. And then and actually before that even started having a sandwich debate with a friend of mine about is a hot dog really a sandwich? Is a gyro really a sandwich? And then I was just like, you know what? I'm making a bracket. So you know, here we go. So you had and everything on just, here. You had everything on here from the the BLT in the number one slot on one side, and the Ruben number one on the other. Is that right? Have I got that right? Yeah. And I, then uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, we had the four number one seeds were the BLT, the Reuben, the Philly cheesesteak, and the pork barbecue. Yeah, and then you had like lower end seeds of like pork schnitzel, and uh, yeah. PB and J, yeah, PB and J, tuna melt, the tuna melt, and, yeah, and it, you know it's like uh, people are like, oh, I, you know, they didn't, the tuna melt's not going to stand a chance against the Philly cheesesteak. I'm like, right, probably it's not. Number one but seed ne- versus neither, number eight seed, yeah, right. Neither would UNCA against Duke. So <laughs> you yeah. know, it's a long shot miracle if one of those teams. But now I, other, I have so. to give you a lot of crap because I mean a PB and J really. I mean, we could have had a chicken salad sandwich on here, and it would have fared far better than a PB&J. I didn't expect the PB&J to win, but I, I personally prefer <laughs> I personally prefer peanut butter and banana, or I could have put the Elvis on there. You oh, know? yeah, that's true. But that's I was true. just like, eh, you know, it's a classic. So is a grilled cheese. So is a tuna melt. You know, it's one of those. So I felt the need to kind of throw one of the classics that you would just stand in your kitchen, throw a sandwich together real quick, Boom, it made the field. But right. I didn't put, I didn't think it would blow up like it did when I first drew out the bracket. Because this got crazy. Like, how many seating. people were responding at the, by the end? I mean, I mean, by the end of it, I was getting well over 200 votes with like <laughs> over 300 comments. And it's sparking debate. People giving me a hard time. They're like, how, how are these two in the house of shrimp po' boy and the lobster roll, two seafood sandwiches in the same bracket? I'm like, I don't know, man. One's from Maine and one's from Louisiana. <laughs> don't give me a hard time. But, but, and it, 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 but it did. What, I, what the coolest thing I thought about is it brought along this playful banter with, you know, everyone throughout my Facebook friends. You know, it was a Facebook thing, but these friends I have on social, social media that don't even know each other, you yeah. know, one's from California, one's from West Virginia, one's <laughs> from New York, one's from here. You know, there's people, friends of mine from high school, college, all over the place, and they're all getting together and commenting on this thing. And, you know, and it gave people in this weird time that we're having right now, in this weird circumstances, something to do, something to have fun with a couple hours out of the day, maybe. Yeah. And just kind of break the boredom and I wouldn't call it monotony right now. That's not the word that I would use, but, and anything to keep people from posting about politics and just, you know, grim things at this point and brighten someone's day. That was my favorite part about about it was that it was ruthless shit talking, but nobody could possibly take any of it personally. (laughs) Right. Right. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Like, 
I, I got so much crap from Jake Barbie about not putting a tomato sandwich on there. I'm just oh, like, you should have okay, the you, tomato sandwich should have been in place of the PB and J or or I, any of the things that weren't actually sandwiches. Come on, I, yeah. I, I I I don't disagree, and I love a tomato sandwich. You know, I've grown and harvested my own tomatoes, made that perfect tomato sandwich <laughs> on my own. I love it, but I felt like since I had the BLT on there. That's just adding bacon and lettuce to the tomato That's true. sandwich. This so, is, true. is it the same thing? No, it's just it's it's an enhanced version, and that was the number one overall seed in my mind. Yeah. So, so I felt like within that, the, the tomato sandwich is like the shooting guard on the BLT squad. Right. Know? Right. So shoot it. We're just, gonna walk us through the bracket real quick. Tell us how it how it fell it fell down. I guess into the the down to the final four and, and, and how it, how it came out and what upsets were there? Like which ones stood out to you as like a, what the hell, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, I believe, uh, one of them was, uh, uh, the meatball hoagie or meatball sub, depending on where you're from. Some people call it a grinder. Uh, um, that was a little bit of debate too, but, uh, it beat the grilled cheese in the first round. Yeah. Then it took it yeah. the Euro in the second round. And yeah. d- did it take the BLT? Yes. It took it the did. BLT. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think it was in the same bracket. Hold on. Let me uh let me grab my original prototype hard coffee. Oh yeah, I'm, I've, right I've got I've got the bracket pulled up right here. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> yeah, the the meatball, yes, took out took out the BLT um in a in a stunning upset, as a lot of people would say. <laughs> I didn't expect it to happen, John, because I, I <laughs> I, I went and got provisions. And I was like, you know, I'm going to make some of these sandwiches, the final four and whatever. And I got stuff to make BLTs, which is stuff you want to have around pretty much anyway. Right. But, um, yeah, I still made one anyway, even though it didn't get past the elite eight. <laughs> but there you go, meatball, the Cinderella story. Patty Mount beating the fried chicken. Mm-hmm. That might be the one that, that, that ticked me off the most. The fried chicken sandwich is a, a holy of holies yeah, to me. Um, but this wasn't just a patty melt f- for you, was it? This was something different. Well, yeah. Um, I lumped the, the the Giovanni sandwich into the patty melt category, which by definition, a Giovanni, a lot of have heard of it. So a lot of my friends back home jumped on team patty melt because it gave me a hard time that there's not a Giovanni on there. See, a Giovanni is a ground beef patty flattened out. It's usually on toasted Italian or Texas toast with melted cheese and um, hot peppers and sauce or, you know, sweet peppers and sauce, you know, however you decide that you like your, the heat of peppers. By definition, that's, that's a patty melt. It's just not on rye with onions and Russian dressing, whatever, you know, diner style patty melt you may have. Right. But it's a big thing where I grew up. Like it's one of the best sandwiches you can get. I also made one of those the other day. Nice. Not that I thought the the Giovanni patty melt was going to go all the way because ultimately didn't seem like anything was going to get past the Philly. But yeah, I mean, if you, I, I suggest you try to make one of those on your own, or I'll make you one at some point in time. Oh, and I would love to were, try it. I'd love to try it. People that were um, kind of giving me a little bit of hard time about it. Or saying that that wasn't a patty melt, I'm just like, obviously you've never had one, and obviously I'm gonna have to fix that. I believe Critter was one of them. I was just like, 
and he wasn't a fan of the patty mountain general he was like i just don't care about ground beef blah 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 i can't believe my blt didn't make it all the way <laughs> what were the final four what did it come down to uh the final four so it was uh the meatball the meatball sub or meatball hoagie the philly uh the uh the hot italian sub and uh the pork barbecue and uh, I believe, other than a couple in the first round, which there was one, and I'm sitting there tallying it up. I was like, this is unbelievable. I'm going nuts on my own. It went into triple overtime. And I believe, <laughs> and, and that's me just tallying up. I was like, every, so every time it went into overtime, I'm adding a five-minute overtime period for, for more votes to come in so I can define a winner. So I can, you know, truly crown a winner that round. <laughs> and I think it was the first round, the uh, – bacon egg and cheese was like up against the italian sausage and peppers and it was just like overtime double overtime i was like oh my god triple <laughs> overtime. <laughs> but aside from that you know um the best matchup was uh insane the hot uh, the hot italian sub in the final four round took yeah. out the pork barbecue i believe the final score was 106 103 <laughs> Or something like that. It was very, very slim margin over a hundred votes for for each one. And I was like, "This is crazy." And I was like, "All my southern barbecue friends are going to go nuts." And I'm on there. And I'm like, "I'm like Car- Carolina barbecue fans, where are you at? Get on your feet. Let your voice be heard." And then I had one of my friends was like, "Uh oh, the commission seems a little biased here." I was like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm not voting. My vote does not count." But and I'm not biased. I just wanted to see overtime again. <laughs> I just wanted it to be more exciting. You know what I mean? That pork barbecue versus the hot Italian was like North Carolina versus Syracuse or something. And I love that that it was like actually basketball scores too, you know, like 105 to 99. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, that was the final one. You know, the hot Italian hung right with the Philly too. Yeah. So tell me why the hot Italian stuck around, do you think? Because like that's not a sandwich I typically think of as like a a go-to best sandwich. Well, I guess, you know, as many, as many friends that I have down here in North Carolina and in the South, I have just as many in West Virginia. And I grew up, I was born and raised in a town in West Virginia that has quite a bit of an Italian-American population. Huh. So a lot of my friends from high school and, ca- and college have a little bit of Italian heritage. I mean, in my hometown, there's an Italian heritage festival. I mean, you could compare it to bell share here same type of thing different theme yeah. of course but big street festival whole weekend streets closed off but it's all italian food you know right. so i think that's where a lot of it came from as some of the friends that i grew up with and know from back home and a lot of like maybe the new yorkers and uh you know some of the people i mean a lot of these people are pushing for the philly too but um you know if you've never had the perfect hot italian sub it's it's quite a sandwich, though. But it couldn't. It couldn't take the Philly. The Philly nope, took it. No. But it gave the Philly one hell of a fight because the Philly cheesesteak. Ninety-nine. Yeah. Yeah. And every, I, you know, I, I have to go back and check the scores, but every every sandwich that the Philly went up against was just like, oh, this isn't even fair. <laughs> like when the when the Philly when the Philly took on the meatball in the final four, I think it was like. 143 to 78 or something like that it was just a ridiculous margin so you know the cinderella meatball story just kind of got stomped out there 
people have been asking me is like, all right, what's next? What's the next bat bracket? I know. Is there going to really be another competition to... here? Um, yeah, I think so. I might, you know, I think I want to do another bracket. I don't know if I want to do the same format. I kind of want to keep it food and beverage themed. Of course. You know, is it going to be, uh, <laughs> you know, that that's the way I want to go with it. People are like, do 80s or 90s rock bands or uh, horror movies. I'm like, nah, somebody else can do that one. Oh, uh, you know, I want to stick with like maybe the next one will be like beers or cocktails or yeah, the cheap or beer battle. Foods. Yeah, exactly. Horse <laughs> banquet all the way. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but I would. You know, there's there's a ton of things bouncing around my head, but it'd take a few days to marinate on it, and you know, get some projects done around the house that yeah. I may have neglected for a few days there. You know, I already started working <laughs> on the lawn and stuff, but. Well, it was certainly a welcome relief. It was uh, it was really great to see everyone get super amped about something yeah. so meaningless. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Just a, a very opinionated thing. But uh, no, that was the thing that made me the happiest about it. Was it wasn't any type of like social media notoriety that I was getting. Just everybody enjoying themselves, having a good time with it, and <laughs> playing along. And like I said, the the banter, which would be a little bit a little bit of. Uh, of smack talking but at the same time you know <laughs> just friendly at the same nobody's good nobody can get that mad about sandwiches <laughs> so true <laughs> <laughs> well it was it was well done sir i'm glad to, to have seen it blow up so well it was uh yeah it was super fun I, I, I got a lot of I, I saw a lot of appreciation and accolades from a lot of my friends near and far and i was uh happy I was happy to do it, and I was happy everyone had fun with it. I certainly did. So <laughs> awesome. we'll see if I well, – I've, got, I've gotten some suggestions from other people and see if I come up with another one before too long. I, I have a feeling we'll have a few weeks to uh, yeah. try to occupy our time with something. So we'll see what happens. You know? <laughs> That's great, man. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me about it. All right. Man. Always good to talk to you, Jonathan. I'll yeah, talk man. to you soon, man. You stay safe Take out care. there. Take care. All right. You too, brother. <laughs> That was Chef Joe Marple telling us about his March Sadness sandwich tournament. What will be next? A bracket of crappy beers, appetizers, soups? We'll keep you updated. Home Fried is a production of Dirty Spoon Media. I'm Jonathan Ammons, and I'm the editor-in-chief. I produce the show and write and record our interstitial music. Catherine Campbell is our editor-at-large, handles our website and marketing, and keeps the clocks ticking. To catch up on past episodes of the Dirty Spoon Radio Hour, just head to our webpage, dirty-spoon.com. There you can read stories, check out the artwork from our incredible contributing artists, and support us through our Patreon. We'll be back with new episodes of Home Fried every Tuesday and Thursday, with occasional episodes on Saturdays. Follow along. Just subscribe to Dirty Spoon wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, please share it with your friends. It's literally our advertising budget. Just friends telling friends. Always bringing you stories from the people who shape what we consume, right here on The Dirty Spoon.